you ever feel the need for speed? Well, experience the thrill of indoor karting at Tampa Bay Grand Prix, located at 12350 Automobile Boulevard in Clearwater. Call 727-527-8464. They have state-of-the-art electric carts racing around a quarter-mile road circuit. Bring your family, friends, and teammates for some speed, fun, and competition at Tampa Bay Grand Prix Indoor Karting Facility. Call 727-527-8464. Visit their website at tampabaygp.com. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radiant Cars. Like most of you, I drive a car or a truck. Well, occasionally, I need tires or just a simple plug or patch. Well, my friends down at Just Tires is the place to go when that need arises. Give them a call at 727-585-9271. They have a convenient location right at 1645 Clearwater Largo Road. You can't miss them. So for all your tire needs, cars, trucks, trailers, new, used, or just a repair, give Just Tires a call. 727-585-9271. Oh, yeah, and be sure and check out their website, JustTires.net. I'll have a blue, 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 a it won't be the same, dear, if you're not here with me, 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 me. And when those blues, it's snowflakes, it start falling. That's when those blues, in memories, it start calling. Santa Claus. Oh, there ain't no Santa Claus. Oh, yes, there is. We got a present for you. You have? Right Where? Oh. Okay, boys. Ain't hey, nobody gonna beat John Forrest in a peddling contest, right, Johnny? I don't know how the kid I ever saw him. I ever been in so much trouble. Oh, funny, I can see what sideways this way, that way, back. Can't fix it. Well, do something. God. Just then it cleaned up. I still didn't see you. I thought you ran over the tower or something. He's now with Steve. Forrest, you're shooting at ducks or something here. A spark plug came right through the body. That's the wire. Shows you how good them uh, Autolite spark plugs are. They're just throw them out. Just run on the other end. Or seven. How many's it got? Get, get it and beat yourself. That's important. <clears throat> nah, I don't know what happened. I heard her clicking when she come off the end. She's trucking really good down there. Did she run any good? 517. That was a very quick hey. stage up there. He staged hey. very quickly on you. Don't mess with my buddy Cruz. He'll, he'll do damage to you. <laughs> John Ford. I have to tell you, this was a joint effort on the part of a fine driver and a great crew chief because this was a brand new racetrack, right, John Forrest? Brand new racetrack. It was good. Coyle and I, we walked it for about an hour and we was looking around. And, and Garland said last night, he told Coyle, obviously, you got to leave the start line and drive her over on the fence and stay out of that groove if you can in the deal. And Coyle said, yeah, that might put you up against the wall, but it worked. Just like driving an old diesel truck, huh? <laughs> good job, Austin. And we, we got to thank Steve Gibbs of the Safety Safari Crew for doing one hell of a job of fixing that oil down lane and prepping the track here in the mist this morning. Yeah, they did a fine job, but how about this guy? You guys fight a lot, but you can't today. This guy's the best there is, but I'm tired of telling him his head gets too big. <laughs> is that true, John? Hey, fight a lot. You should have been there first round and get Denshin. Yesterday we had the big Duke out and Coyle quit on the start line. I said, you can't quit me. You ain't even paid yet. <laughs> In the past, you've heard me telling you about the benefits of belonging to the National Hot Rod Association. And I thought, why not let a loyal member racer like John Forrest do that? In fact, he's reading his National Dragster. How about it, John? I sure am. You know, Steve, I've been uh, racing these top fuel cars for 16 years. And, you know, I've been an NHRA member all that time. Uh, I got my pen, I got my decal, my patch, my rule book, my National Dragster. You know, I have brain fade without National Dragster. I wouldn't even know where I'm at today. Don't forget the free home video if they call this number right now. Hey, couldn't live without it. Diamond P Sports, Drag Racing 89. Hey, you want to see John Ford's on his head again? Better join up now. <laughs> Great job, John. Thanks. Hey, thanks. Hey, you want to do it again? 
No, that was okay. Oh, no, I got to change that. No, you just like to talk. I was fine. Oh, no, I like, I can get more, I got to say more things. Let's do it again. Be proud. You did it in one take. I can't even do it. Okay. One take? Okay. John Porch, you all right? Great. Great. Uh, boy, that's a eat take it for you, buddy. Indeed. I've never seen anything quite like it. Welcome, and you are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And ho, 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 Merry Christmas to everybody. That's right. Merry Christmas in a couple of days. What do you think about that? Actually, it was about a week from now. So uh, I want to thank all my special guests, my special listeners. And we got a ton of them. But anyway, run to your computers real quick and Google Tantalk1340.com and check us out. We are live in the studio here in downtown Clearwater. Sparkling Clearwater, that is, to you guys that aren't familiar with Clearwater, visit our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com. Check out our podcast for past shows and find us on Facebook and give us a big like. And I don't have any radio giveaways. I will have some starting in the beginning of next year. But when you check out our website, go to Stuff, the Stuff page, and buy a T-shirt. i got a few more left. I'd like to get rid of them so I can start ordering my new batch. we got some new designs we're working on, too. Anyway, all right. Hey, Billy, how you doing? Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. He's very, very somber tonight. How you doing there, Bill? <laughs> Try it again. Merry Christmas. Oh, okay, that's better. So anyway. Merry uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay. But uh, hey, let me give a big shout out to my friends over there at the Rib Shack Barbecue, you know, because every Wednesday I go over there for a snack. I'll tell Santa Claus on you. <laughs> and uh, so give them a call over there, 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. Merry Christmas to my friends over there at the Rib Shack Barbecue. As a matter of fact, anybody out there that's listening that is in the tree trimming business, if you got a whole bunch of extra oak wood, they will take your oak wood off your hands, so you don't have to pay to get rid of it. Vuba, 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 vuba. <laughs> but anyway, so bring your oak wood over there. Matter of fact, if you bring them a whole bunch of them, you might be able to swap them out a little bit for a sandwich. Excellent barbecue sandwich. And then don't forget to, uh, or me, I won't forget to say Merry Christmas and hello to my good friends over there and a Happy New Year to the guys at Cop Cars Online. Don't forget to check out their website, too, because they got a really cool police museum over there, police car museum, so you might want to check that out. So a big shout-out and a Merry Christmas to my friends over there at Cop Cars Online. They're good sponsors of ours, and they're good friends. Their number is 727-536-2677. 727-536-2677. And, of course, my Ford buddies down at Forte's... <laughs> Forte's Inboard and Auto Connection down there, okay? They're uh, probably some of the best mechanics around in the area. So if you get got a specialty car or... A boat you need worked on. You want to give those guys a call down there. Their number is 727-544-6440. That's 727-544-6440. And Merry Christmas to Dom and Beth and Chris and Anthony and everybody else down there, too. And I can't forget my good, good friends at Hollywood Wheels. Don't forget, we got a big auction coming up next year in March. Okay? And uh, I'll get you some information on that. And I will probably have some free tickets to that. So Merry Christmas to Mike and Holly and... Uh, Excuse me, Kelly. Yeah, Holly. That's uh, Mike's wife, Mike. Uh, Hayden. I'll get it straight here. Uh, Flo. And did I get it right? And uh, <laughs> and a little Hannah, okay? And uh, if you need your car towed from here to Wisconsin or Minnesota, give them a call. 1-800-237-8954. That's 1-800-237-8954. Be sure and tune in because we will give you... Check out our calendar, too, because we're going to have all the updates for next year's events Ew. and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, anyway, what do we got in the turntable? Got anything cool on the turntable tonight? I think we do. So, hey, we have a very special guest this evening, too. So, stick around. We'll be right back. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on assembly line. The first year they had me putting wheels on Cadillacs. Every day I'd watch them beauties roll by and sometimes I'd hang my head and cry. Because I always wanted me one that was long and black. One day I devised myself a plan that should be the envy of most any man. I'd sneak it out of there in the lunchbox in my hand. Now getting caught meant getting fired, but I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand. 
I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You'll know it's me when I come through your town. Hi, this is Dave McClellan, the voice of NHRA. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. So the very next day when I punched in with my big lunchbox and with help from my friend, I left that day with a lunchbox full of gear. I've never considered myself a thief, but GM wouldn't miss just one little piece, especially if I strung it out over several years. The first day I got me a fuel pump, and the next day I got me an engine and a trunk. Then I got me a transmission and all the chrome. The little things I could get in my big lunch box, like nuts and bolts and all four shocks, but the big stuff that snuck out my buddy's mobile home. Now up to now my plan went all right till we tried to put it all together one night, and that's when we noticed that something was definitely wrong. The transmission was a 53, and the motor turned out to be a 73. And when we tried to put in the bolts, all the holes were gone. Hi, this is Shirley Cha-Cha Muldowney, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We had that engine running just like a song. Hey, listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is the end. Beautiful friend This is the end My only friend The end Of our Okay, we're back. It's one of those days. Guess what? You know what? The day after tomorrow is the 21st. And according to the Mayan calendar, I guess... It's the end of the year. Hey, Cedric, what do you think? Do you think it's the end of the year? You're not sure, huh? Is it going to be the end? Is it going to be like tomorrow night or like Friday at midnight? We don't know yet. Do you know? Do you have any idea? Anybody have an idea? No. I have no. Any meteors in sight? Any uh, spaceships? Anything weird going on? I mean, outside of Washington. Okay. How about you, Billy? Are you going to cry? I'm going to miss you, Billy. Anyway, hey, everything's going to be just fine. Merry Christmas to everybody. Be sure to tune in next week. we got a very special guest next week, okay, on the 26th, the day after Christmas. It'll be our little New Year's party, so we'll be all excited and ready for that. And we'll talk about the weekend. But anyway, it's just about time to have our special guest on the air. Okay, Bill is going to throw in a commercial here real quick. And uh, he's going to call our guest on the air. Billy, Hello. We're still here. Nothing's blown up yet. Enjoy affordable golf at Magnolia (laughs) Valley Golf Club, located on Massachusetts Avenue in Newport Ritchie. Play for as little as $15 after 2 p.m. The club has two beautiful courses to choose from, an 18-hole championship par 72, plus another 9-hole executive par 33. Join their open leagues on Wednesday afternoons at 4 and Sunday mornings at 8. Call 727-847-2342 for tee times or visit their website, magnoliavalleygolfclub.com. When a motor's warm And she's purring sweet Buddy, let me warn ya You're on a one-way street She'll crowd your clothes Spin your wheels Then you're gonna know how it feels To spin out Spin out Better watch those curves Never let her steer 
If she can shake your nerves, boy, and she can strip your gears. She'll get your heart going fast, then she'll let you run out of gas. So spread out, spread out. you down, that's a goal, scoot before you lose control, let's spread out, spread out. To flag you down, that's a goal. Scoot before you lose control. Let's spread out. Let's spread out. Let me hear you spread out. All right. Hey, Callahan. Don't look so puked out. Better luck next time, fool. Nothing but do you understand? And a lot of things can happen to it can be scraped up with a shovel off the ground, it can dry up and blow away in the wind, or it can be stepped on and squashed. So take my advice, be careful with it, dog. You're a class act, Callahan. A real class act. Okay, we're back and Hey, it's live radio, though. Any, 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 anything is possible. <laughs> there is. So, well, Billy is trying to get a hold of our guest with the modern marvels of the telephone. Now, it looks like he's got somebody on the phone there. He's talking to somebody right now. Billy, how are we doing over there? Are we making any progress? Yellow. Yeah, we got somebody on the air? We got our guest on the air? No? Yes? It's his PR guy. Oh, okay. Hey, hey. Robert Thielen. Hey. I got a force right here in front of me. He's waiting for Bob Tasker to run. Yeah. And then he's going to hop on with you. He's so give waiting. us like three minutes. Bob, can you put some uh, sound effects there in the background for us? A real live yeah, driver. I'll just leave it on. Yeah, I'll just stand right here. Okay, now you guys so, are down. You guys are down at Palm Beach, right, Moroso? Yes, sir. Or what's yeah. called Palm Beach International Raceway right now? Right? Palm Beach International Raceway right now. So well, he's going to watch. Um, he's going to watch Tasker run, and I'm right here by the car, forces up on the starting line. So whenever Tasker's done running, I'll hand the phone over to him. Okay, well that'll work. Well, in the meantime, why don't we just talk? You and I could talk a little bit. You got a minute? All right, that's perfect. That's fine. Okay, so we've got Elon on, and he is the PR manager for uh, John Force. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, anyway, so you guys are down at uh, Palm Beach International Raceway right now, yep. and you're doing some... We're private testing. It's us, Tasca, uh, Don Schumacher Racing was down here, Bob Vandergriff, um, and Sean Langner from Alamabi Racing were all down here. So Okay. Um, so we just did two days. Then we'll be back January 18th and 19th for the pro winter warm-ups. Okay. Um, and all the stars will be down here for that. So that'll be open to the public. Uh, you can get tickets at racepbir.com and stuff. But it's been a real, been a real productive days. We've run uh, three of our funny cars, and we're testing the top field ragster. Um, it's been a good couple days. A lot, a lot of cars. Tasca's made some really good runs. Langan's made some good runs. But just, you know, it's been a good day. Now, Tasca's okay. cam- campaigning how many cars? They got two or just the one car? He just said he has the one, I guess it's uh, Ford parts. I got a force right here. Talk to force real quick. Okay, sure. Hey, just walked up. He did. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I guess our special guest for the evening needs no special introduction. He's probably the most household-recognized name in drag racing. As a matter of fact, when we had Don Garlis on, Don Garlis said there's four big names in drag racing. One of them was, and he named them in this order. He says it would be Don Perdome, Shermel Downey, John Force, and then he was modest and he said Don Garlis. So, John Force, welcome to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, they're getting ready to fire Bobby Task and the Motorcraft Ford. Yeah. Well, we've had a great day all day. All of our cars, my daughter's top fueler, ran 86, 85. Uh, first time, uh, Brittany, uh, Force driving in top fuel. Anybody on our race team. Our funny cars ran O's. 
those sixes. Uh, the tracks is Ford with my daughter Courtney and myself in the Castro GTX. So really good. Bobby's getting ready to make the final run of the night. But you know, Palm Beach International Raceway got a big race coming January eighteenth uh, and nineteenth. Uh, the, all the pros will be here from Top Fuel and Funny Car. It's just a great race. Well, that's good. That's good. Now, your daughter, is it Courtney? I nope. think you're hearing the noise. That's what I want to hear. That's real live. It's like you're like the uh, on the scenes correspondence right now. <laughs> Can you still talk or you uh, stand, or you want to watch the race? Hello? Anybody there? I guess we're going to listen to. we got a lot of static going on right now. John, are you there? Elon, are you there? I think we got a car getting ready to go. The staging. I'm not there, but I can only envision. I know I'm screwing your show up. I'm sorry. We're right in the middle of qualifying. <laughs> That's Bob Task out there right now. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back here in January. But give me a minute. He'll be gone, and I'll be back to you. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll just I'll just make up some stories in the meantime. How about that? Anyway, well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are uh, we've got John Force on the phone. And he is live at uh, Palm Beach International Raceway. I wish I was there right now. And they're doing some private testing. So, you know what? It's kind of like a big secret thing. You know, the other day, we actually have a guest coming on in the beginning of the year. And uh, Monday, we did a full hour interview with Etzel Ford II. So I'm really looking forward to that. And we, interestingly enough, talked about uh, racing a little bit. In fact, he's got a new nickname now. He goes by the godfather of racing, motor racing for Ford Motor Company. So that's a good thing because Ford is really big in the racing. If you think about it, not just John Forrest and other guys that are out there racing, but in, in, in uh, drag racing. But we've got Penske has now joined Ford. We've got Petty Racing Ford next year. You've got Roush. And, uh, you know, you've got a whole slew of Ford potential wins next year. So for all us Ford guys, we're jumping for joy real excited. You know, it sounds kind of funny back there. It actually sounds kind of like they're in the... In the woods there. What do you think, Bill? How do you so, make it? Sounds like they're underwater. I think, I think, I swear I heard them racing the Jetsons. <laughs> you know what? I wonder how the Jetsons would do. You know what? Uh, uh, you, know, you know what? In the future, we may There he is. He's back. I can hear He's, him. He's back. He's back. John, are you there? I'm, I'm back. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> is that some noise or what? Well, you know what? It, what? We couldn't quite make it out because it was kind of garbled a little bit, but it, uh, I can only imagine what it was like being there. So, well, you, uh, you know, you're talking, you're talking a Ford Funny Car, 8,000 horsepower. Cars eight. run over 300. They'll run 318, 320 miles an hour. Yeah. And they'll run down that quarter mile in four seconds. It's, it's, uh, it's quite a show to watch. Pretty impressive. Now, since uh, since the name has been changed, Moroso's not involved with it anymore, but it's Palm Beach International Raceway. Did they resurface the track down there? Because I know they did the road race track. Did they do the drag strip as well? It's really a great facility. We come all the way from California, out of Indy, all the teams do, uh, to test. Uh, the promoters here take great care of us. They work with us. They give us a great race racetrack. But you're at sea level, uh, you know, close to the ocean where you can make big horsepower because the air is good. And the track here is good. We ran 06 tonight, and and um, um, and we're not pushing to try to you know put these things into the three. The dragsters ran 375 uh, Schumacher, so that's right on the national record. That's really impressive. So uh, not great track, and the fans get a chance. Like I said, January 18th and 19th, funny cars, nighttime, you know, shootouts, uh, side by side, and all day qualifying. Well, tell us a little bit how you got into racing. Let's go back into time a little bit, about, uh, what, 30, 40 years ago? And you, uh, you, got, you, were, you were driving trucks at one point in time, and the next thing you know, you're in a race car. So how'd that all come about? Well, I had race cars since I, since I was in high school. Uh-huh. You know, I love playing football, being part of a team. You know, um, and I had polio as a kid, so I wasn't heading to the pros, okay? And I wasn't going to be there with T-Bone and Manny. So it was like, get a hot rod, do the running for me. So high school, I was playing with cars, but, you know, had to get serious, had to get a job. And I, I drove truck for a number of years. Uh, and in the middle of it, uh, my family was racing in Australia, um, the Beaver Brothers and Condit, and they were looking at, like, you know, Forrest, you want to come down here, you want a shot? And I went down there in 1975, uh, the same year Jaws come out. Hell, I never went back in the ocean since I saw the. I used to surf on, in California since I saw the movie Jaws in '75. I never went back, 
But yeah. I got hooked on racing. I've been doing it ever since. Well, what was your first car? Like when you were in high school, you were, were you a street racer too at one point in time? Yeah, I had a '60 Ford Fairlane. It was a six-cylinder, three-speed on the column, and I took it. And my brother Louie and I, we put a Ford Interceptor 352 motor in it, same one the, the police cars had back in the early days, and put a four-speed, you know, uh, Hurst in the thing. And we went drag racing, but we were just local, having fun. One, one, I think I won like three trophies at Lions and Irwindale and, and Orange County. And then it was just a few years later that I got a shot, you know, to go pro. I drove a fuel altered, and uh, uh, that was a short, really short wheelbase car with a blown with a blown Chrysler in it. And now, of course, I run the Boss 500 Motors in all of our cars that we build in house at John Force Race and Eric Mellon Project. In Indian Brownsburg, so we're excited. Uh, I'm glad to be here. I mean, I'm standing down here and they're playing Christmas music. I mean, you know, and Merry Christmas, <laughs> and we're standing out here in, in Florida and it's hot. And uh, but it's a pretty cool place to be to race. Well, you mentioned that you come all the way here because you're racing because we have we're at sea level here, and obviously, you know, it has to do with air fuel mixture and stuff like that. But is Florida just an ideal situation, or is it just because of the climate, or is it because a lot of the guys on the East Coast happen to go to this area, and it's just because uh, Tasca's up in Rhode Island, obviously, and you said some of the guys from Indy. So is it just convenient for all the Ford guys to kind of to congregate well, here in Palm Beach? Well, well, it's not just about sea level. That's all good. That's all important. And, and having good air, that's all important. But it, it really is a good racetrack. I raced here years back. I matched, matched race. And obviously, you know the drill on racing. You talk about sea level and air and all of that. But the truth is, if you go anywhere out of Florida, it's snowing or it's cold. Even Arizona, you know, you wake up in the morning and it's, it's freezing. I got and, you. And, uh, you know, we want to test in Vegas in January, but the last few years it's been too cold. And I've, I've only been coming down here a couple of years, but I'm going to keep coming. So they opened the door to come down here and test, uh, you know, right before Christmas. We built three new chassis that we came down here with. Schumacher's teams were down here, and Banner Grip and and Taskin and, and a lot of us. Alan Avi team want to want to get ahead of the pack to win that championship, you know, with NHRA. So uh, at the end of the day, it just it, it's just everything you need with the right climate to come out here and compete, and uh, that's why we come. And it's a great facility. When you guys come down here. Is it kind of a big secret? Do you guys come down with unmarked uh, haulers and unmarked cars and stuff like that and just kind of privately rent the track for a couple of days? Or does it say John Force Racing on the side of your caravan? No, oh, my haulers say John Force Racing. And then they have Robert Height with Auto Club and me with Castrol and uh, Brittany. Um, uh, you know, we haven't signed her sponsor yet, but we will. That's being done right now in Traxxas with my daughter, Courtney. You know, we will do an announcement uh, in January. Uh, 11th, I think we're having, you'll read it in USA Today, um, uh, what we're going, what John Force Racing is doing next year. But now we're down here to test brand new bodies. That's why, you know, a, a few of the cars, my daughter, uh, Courtney, uh, I crashed the car last night, hooked the fender on the cones. So we went back and ran her uh, pink car that she raced last year under Lionel. It was a specialty car uh, for the cure for cancer and breast cancer. And she loves that car. And to get it out of here all pink and and there's no crowd here tonight. It's just us testing. But there will be when we come back for the pro, uh, uh, you know, winter uh, warm-up. And it's what everybody can come here and see a drag race before the season, whether it's NHRA or IHRA, before their season starts. It's one chance to get up close, meet the fans, be a part of it. Uh, I mean, the fans get to meet the drivers. We get to meet the fans. It was two-way street. But, it, it, nope, nothing we're hiding. If we knew, we'd tell you. But uh, uh, right now, uh, there was only some of the teams, like six of them here. But everybody will be back. Colette will be back. Uh, the Petragons, uh, Schumacher, uh, the list, task, uh, Robert Hyde, the list will go on and on. And everybody will come here for the, the, the winter warm-up to get a head start on promoter. Tell us a little bit about your motor now. Now, the other day, I actually had Etzel Ford on 
Uh, we did a pre-interview because he's going to be our guest. He's going to open the season on January 2nd, our very first show for the year, and it's going to be SLB Ford. And of course, I'm a huge Ford guy to begin with. Okay, and I make no bones about that. But we talked about you and how he kind of got hooked up with you. And, and he was talking about the motors because at the time, you know, a lot of guys were running basically like a Keith Black generic motor. I mean, this obviously is based off the Chrysler Hemi. But I guess you got together with Ford and somehow you guys collaborated and you've got this big mountain motor Ford that you're putting together. So is that a Ford motor actually, or is it just a, a motor built by XYZ company or how does that work? Yes, it is. It, it, it's all Ford. Okay. Uh, there's a few aftermarket parts that we put in, but, but let me tell you, um, you know, I raced under General Motors, great company. I ran Chevy's, Pontiac's, Oldsmobile's. I won four or five championships, but then I got on a roll. I won 10 or 11 with Ford. It wasn't just the money that they paid me. It was a technology. Ford um, uh, and General Motors, they race too, and so does Mopar. But Ford, the people, Jamie Allison runs motorsports. Dan Davis was before him. There was guys, uh, Brian Wolf. These are good people, and they really understand racing because that's the heritage of Ford Motor Company. But let me tell you something. Nobody knows it better than Ansel Ford. And if we got a problem, you know what I mean? Sometimes we'll talk to Edsel because he's got the ear of the people inside Ford. And let me tell you, they don't just give away money. We're in a tough economy right now. But if, if you can tell Edsel or Jamie Allison, we really we got a situation here. And one of the things that I said to Edsel was, Edsel, all these years, you know, racing evolved, and we're racing Mustangs. But, but if you went back in the early days, it was what you could find in a junkyard. And you could find a lot of Chryslers, a lot of Cadillacs, a lot of the big box that just wore out, and that's what racers took. And I said, we need to put a Ford in this car. You know what I mean? It's a Ford. And we did that shit over 12 years ago. We built the Boss 500. It's our own block. It's our own heads. Of course, superchargers and stuff like that we built in-house. And uh, I'm really excited uh, to, to be a part of the Ford program. And Ed's only still in there strong. Fighting with us, you know, Pimsky joined us with Auto Club, coming over uh, in the NASCAR. They got great teams up there with Roush and Edwards and everybody. So, uh, nope, Edsel, he's he's the man. And and, and Malali and them guys that turned Ford Motor Company got it back on its feet. Fields and Farley and Zube, and they appreciate. At the end of the day, like they tell you, we'll pay you good money, but you got to win. And that's what we're here for, Destin. Well, that's great. That's super. That's uh, that's very, very encouraging, especially for a little Ford guy like me. I mean, I'm finally, you know, just jumping for joy here, kicking my heels. Because, you know, I always felt as if Ford was kind of the underdog, and I always felt the politics kind of played a role in racing a little bit. You know, it just seems like it was always pro-General Motors and rounding round and, and circle track and, and NASCAR, and it was always pro-Mopar and uh and drag racing, but then when in the super stock classes and pro stock class, it was a lot, you know, pretty much dominated by General Motors there for, for a number of years. And uh, so now it's, it's it's good. And then, of course, at SEMA, they unveiled the new Cobra Jet, the supercharged car. You know, uh, Edsel did that himself. And I'm, I presume you were there, too, weren't you at SEMA? I was there. And, you know, it, it really is. That Ford doesn't just look at the pros. You know, top fuel, funny car, pro stock. Uh, they don't just look at that. They look at, you know, what the everyday guy on the street wants to buy right off the showroom floor. And that Cobra Jet, it's unbelievable. And, and, uh, and that car, I mean... Out of the box, she's fast. And and they have seminars at the races. I go to Bobby Tasker's Motorcraft Trailer, and we work with – I'm with Castro. And Motorcraft's a motor oil, you know what I mean, with Ford. But we team up together. We're like Santa Claus at Macy's, uh, you know, uh, Miracle on 34th Street. What we do is we tell everybody the best picks that we have. We tell them the truth. And we work together as a team. That's what it's all about. And I'll work on the stage with Castro, and I'll be in the motorcraft pit. It's a two-way street. Everybody's taken care of. And we pitch the Cobra Jets. But we're not just there for the pros. We're there for the everyday guy, you know, that gets up in the morning, him and his wife, and they want to raise, and they can buy a car off the showroom floor. Not if it's just a Ford, but if it's a Chevy, I don't care if it's a Toyota. It's drag racing. Drag racing is the American families and, and families out of the country, Canada and around the world. And it's just, it's a great place for me to be. I'm here tonight. It's like, I go back home. My wife says, you need to get on an airplane, get to the next racetrack. I'm here at, at, at Palm Beach International. I feel like I'm at home. I'm on your show. I'm working. I'm doing my job. 
That's excellent. Now, talk, you mentioned about international. Have you raced overseas before? I, I'm, I'm sure, I know you have, but I mean, what are some of the places that you have raced that you really you had a good time? Out of the out of the country, I went to Australia. I raced there in the winter series. Uh, a guy that was teaching me, Gary Bencham, back then raced. He's still racing today. Uh, but I, I've been to England. I've, I've been a lot of places, but I've only raced in Australia. Okay. Oh, they all want me to go. The Sheik tried to get me to go to Guitar last year or the year before. It's just that this schedule is so tight. You know, we're lucky if, if we got to fly over to Castro BP and accept an award. I'm lucky if I can find a few days to get on a plane and go. Uh, there ain't no Robert Hyde and I haven't had a vacation. The teams did for two weeks, but Robert and I went to Indy. I brought in Steve Pluter, a chassis builder from the old days with me. We're reevaluating what we're doing. Safety's priority, and 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 uh, but winning's right there side by side with safety. But we work, and these cars we're testing, and right now we're seeing some real good stuff. Bobby Tasker's car, it's flying. Robert, uh, my daughter Courtney, she's always fast, and and my new hot rod, she's fast. So we'll see what happens in 2013. Is Ashley going to get back in the seat? And we thought Ashley would come back and drive for Castro. And she got pregnant. Her husband, Daniel Hood, works for me on Courtney's team. He's one of the crew chiefs. And, uh, no, another year, I've got two grandchildren, one with my oldest daughter, Adrian and Robert Hyde, who drives the Auto Club Ford. And then I've got Jacob John with Ashley and Danny. And, uh, boy, they're the love of my life, I'll tell you. I, I don't know. I love my kids. And now I'm out here racing with them every day. But <clears throat> I'm a pain in the butt to them. But them two little grandkids, they love Grandpa. And there's another one on the way with Ashley. Well, congratulations. That's great. Hey, let me ask you a question now. Courtney, she's actually driving a dragster. She's not driving top fuel, right? No, no. Uh, Courtney's in the funny car. Oh, she's uh, in the... she. Yeah, she won her first national event last year in Seattle, driving the Traxxas Sport. Okay. And and uh, she was rookie of the year. Um, uh, she made the countdown. She finished ahead of me. She was like fifth in points or fourth. And. and um, no, she's doing well, but it's my second daughter uh, that got her teaching credentials to teach school, but there's no jobs in California, so she had to get back. And, you know, she drove super comp and and um, and eight-year-old dragster while she was going through college and, and high school, and and uh, it was time to go pro. So, yep, she's going pro next year, and that's Brittany. She ran uh, today. She ran three eighty-nine, and then she ran three eighty-six. So she, the girl, 318, the girl's flying. So we're really proud of her. Do you think, I mean, in, in, in all honesty now, I mean, do you think dragsters will ever go too fast? Or is it academic at that point? I mean, when you're down to three seconds, I mean, you guys going to be in the high twos? Is that what the uh, the goal is? Or is there a goal or does it matter? Well, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say. But, you know, when Gartlett's ran the first 200-mile-an-hour big daddy out of Ocala, they said nobody will ever run you know, 200, and he did, you know, but then they, they changed the rules. They put, you know, restrictors on us. Uh, you know, they pulled our cars back, rev limiters to slow us down uh, for safety. They took us from the 1320, the quarter mile to the thousand foot. The cracks around the country, we outgrew them. We got too quick and too fast. So, and but right now, I mean, I saw dragsters out here run over 320. They'll, they'll run 340 right back to where they were on the quarter mile. So uh, you can't put a limit on it because what we're all about is speed and quickness. And uh, uh, But only time will tell, but we got to keep these kids safe. Okay, good point. Tell us about some of the safety technologies that in the last, I mean, how, how often does it advance? Is it a year-to-year thing, a six-month, a six-month thing, or is it just a, a, a constant ongoing? I mean, in other words, in terms of safety, what is the latest revelation, the latest improvement that, that people can, that, 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 that's going on in, in, in drag racing right now to keep well, everybody first safe? Well, it's always ongoing, trying to go fast. You know, probably computers were the biggest change in our industry, air timers in the clutch, things that made these things like rocket ship and it really took away the thinking from the driver you know what i mean he, i mean he's still got to perform but and you know so many things in technology there and then of course you know we lost some top field drivers nobody knows what really took place everybody's got an opinion but change had to come and nhra changed the rules 
So did IHRA. Build better, stronger wings. You know, Goodyear working on better tires. All this stuff went on and on. But it's always going to be evolving. And it's not six months. It's not yearly. But safety, let me tell you, when we lost Eric Medlin in 07 in that crash, and that kid was an up-and-coming star. His dad started the Eric Mellon Project in Indy. And everybody followed suit. Ford engineers came in and helped us design better race cars. And, you know, NHRA chose the, the, the two rails with bigger pipe. We, we chose the three rail with the smaller pipe. And, and we're mixing all that up now. We're trying everything to see what's worked, what will work, and what's safe. But the improvements on these cars, protection around the driver's head, Schumacher's come out. With the, with the cockpit over the driver and top fuel, which we have on my daughter, uh, Brittany's funny, uh, dragster. So a lot of changes, but then on the racetrack, better guardrails, a better safety at the other end. Of course, the safety safari like here tonight, everybody's right. Their ambulance is on the start line, ambulance is on the other end, and the fire department. So we know we're safe, but you can still have catastrophic stuff just goes wrong. But and the safety nets, Everything, automatic shut-off timers. If a car has a runaway throttle stick, stuff that shuts it off. So, yep, we continue to grow. We continue to learn. And if we don't, you know, well, then we, we, we're not doing our jobs. In terms of safety, I mean, is this a valid question? If I say, well, what's safer, a dragster or a top fuel car, or is it six to one, half a dozen the other? I always looked at top fuel. In the, you know, going back in the last five to ten years, them things used to get airborne, you know, and if they lost a wing or, or if a wing come down and chopped the tire, uh, them cars would stand straight up. I watched Schumacher fly, uh, you know, Dixon fly. Uh, funny cars, the biggest fear of the funny car, the drags to the motors behind you. In the funny car, the motor's out front. I always said for the money I spend on a motor, if it blows up, I want to see it. <laughs> I want to see the excitement. Uh, great for TV, but tough on a driver. But, um, uh, you know, onboard air for the driver to breathe, uh, fire bottles from one end of the car to the other, the safety cockpits, the things that we've done. Their home is so much better. Safety in the driver's compartment. Uh, we had harmonics and oscillation that just beat the driver up, you know, with 200 hits. Well, our head batting used to be, you know, two or three hits because we only hit the wall once or twice. But when a tire goes, the vibration is so great. Oh, boy, it's like a helicopter when it loses a blade. You know what I mean? Yep. In the military. So we went into head padding, different stuff, and that's what saved my life when I broke my arms and legs in Dallas right after Eric did in 07. When the car broke in half, that's when the changes started. And, you know, at least at John Ford's racing in Ford. <clears throat> but that that whole uh, head thing, I had no head damage because we changed the roll cages to protect the driver's head. The car broke in half, and broke my arms and legs, but I'm back. I won in 2010. I plan on winning again. Well, that's great news. Let's go back in time a little bit. Some of your idols back in the day were uh, Don Perdome, for example, and Kenny Bernstein. You're pretty, you know, he was another guy that you kind of, uh, kind of emulated a little bit. So you got any good Kenny Bernstein slash uh, Don Perdome stories for us? These were the, <coughs> I better get some water. I'm getting too much talking. <laughs> we started here at six in the morning. When I look back, the heroes in Top Fuel, there was Gary Beck, there was Dick LaHaye, Frank Bradley, so many nationwide drivers that I didn't know. And, but uh, Shirley Moe Downey, because she was a woman and excelled and won championships, always one of the top stars. Big Daddy Don Garlett, so he was the, he's the king. And he still is to this day. You know, the guy drove the car, he built the cars, he promoted them, he did everything. He's an innovator. He was unbelievable. And those, are, to this day, are still the kings to me. No matter how many championships, not taking anything away from Schumacher and Alan Avi, these guys are great. Unbelievable. And, but Garland's kind of started it all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then in Funny Car, I look back to the early days of Don Perdome and Tom the Mongoose McEwen. And now there's a movie coming out, Mongoose and the Snake, you'll be able to see here in a few months. Story of their lives. And, you know, the Hot Wheel cars, the Snake and the Mongoose. But so many heroes, uh, you know, names that you may not know but that were big to me. Joe Paisano and his team. And the list just, I mean, Moby Dick cars that 
race to save the whales. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, but it was unbelievable. There used to be a hundred, hundred funny cars uh, at the races. John Lombardo, the blue mass out of Dallas, Texas. And, uh, and Raymond Beetle and uh, Burkhart. I mean, the names went on and on. But Jungle Jim was one of the great ones out of Pennsylvania, a real showman. But the ones that did it all for me, uh, Don Perdome was my hero, him and Mongoose. And those were the guys that I followed. Of course, my crew chief that won me all the championships in the last 15 years. Mike Neff stepped in and won my last one. It worked with Coyle. And now Neff's front of my car this year. But but the uh, Don the Snake Perdome was my hero, the shy down hustler. Unbelievable. With Austin Coyle, did burnouts with Frank Hawley, put the moon out. Uh, I'm running out of air here, but I'm going to hang on. Okay, well, you got, we got to... We got about Don Perdome was still my hero, and driving the army car, he still is to this day. How about now? When you first got into drag racing, and, and you mentioned earlier that you got into funny cars, but what was what was the lure to funny cars as opposed to top fuel, as opposed to uh, some of the other classes? And did you come they up were the ranks? Cool. They were a three hundred mile an hour billboard. You know what I mean? I could put signs all over them. Dragsters were, dragsters were the king of the sport, the fastest. But but uh, we still run the same motor, same rear end, same combination. But, uh, you know, bottom line, uh, the funny cars were just cool to me. They just turned me on. I loved them. I, you know, uh, my family, they've been in funny cars for the last 35 years, and now my kids are all driving. And, but we finally got a top fuel car, so we're going to experience that. And like I said, you can see it here, January 18th and 19th at Palm Beach International Raceway. Well, that's super. Now, John, tell us, uh, like, back in the, in when you were, it was like probably in the mid-80s, early to mid-80s is when you really started to come on strong, right? I mean, as far as your career and everything? Yeah. So who was, like, one of the, your who would be, like, your nemesis back in the day? I mean, somebody that you were really after all the time, you know, kind of like a road race, we always it say. It was Perdome. It was, was it? Kenny Bernstein. Kenny Bernstein, the Budweiser King, he whooped us every week, and we dreamed of getting him, and and uh, actually, the year I won my championship, the next year he went to top fuel. And, but he was one of the great ones brought in. Uh, he was just, Kenny Bernstein was a marketing, one of the top marketing guys. You know what I mean? Uh, just unbelievable uh, what this guy could do. But there's been so many. There's a kid right here in Florida, Daryl Gwynn. Uh, he was in a, a, a real terrible crash. And, uh, and this kid, him and I was racing, trying to get our first championship. But he was probably... 15 years, 10 years younger than me. But Daryl Glenn racing with his dad. And, you know, they came out. Uh, we were up at Darlington with, with them. They were killing everybody. And, of course, he crashed in England. And that was the end of his career. But he never quit. He came back with race teams. You know, he works with the foundations. Daryl Glenn Foundation, you know, to help, uh, you, know, uh, you know, for paralyzation and the folks that have been hurt like he was. And he was out here at the racetrack this week, and the fans just love him. You know, he's got a beautiful wife. He's got a beautiful baby. And let me tell you something. We got men and women in the armed forces. We got men and women in the police and fire departments. We're out here racing. You know, we're nothing in what they do. They sacrifice every day of their lives sometimes, and their families sacrifice not having them there. And the men and women in, in the police department, uh, you know, and then the military. They sacrificed to give us this great country and the American flag. But, you know, Daryl Glenn was a kid, uh, just like the ones that come home sometime from the military, and they get hurt. Well, let me tell you something. Military boys are trained. They're tough. They're Americans. They fight their way back. And they find a new way of life, and they're right out here with us. Daryl Glenn, he's right out here with us, with his family, and he's doing great things. And let me tell you, when I got hurt, that's why I fought so hard to get back. I owed it to the sport. If the other kids like Daryl Gwynn and others that have been hurt, and the men and women of the military can fight back, well, broken legs and arms ain't going to stop me. And I'm right out here with them, and I love it. What other charities do you support? I'm with uh, a number of them. We just did a big show in California. Uh, the Chips for Kids, it's a big highway patrol uh, uh, a show to raise toys for the kids. We had like 900 car entries at John Forge Racing in Yorvalinda at our museum. Uh, we also have a big show in India at our museum there in Brownsburg for the Indy race. And, but we had stacks of toys. They took out two semis, full of toys, a highway patrol, 
I've been to those shows in Santa Ana, California, and watched those little kids the look on their face just to get a toy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, we work with a cancer uh, group. Um, I've worked with Make-A-Wish. I'm with the, um, and what's my foundation with my attorney? That's dog and I know it. It's on the side of my race car. I just went brain dead. <laughs> That's it's with the red balloons. It's on my race car. And I'm brain dead. I'm more out. But uh, these these folks, everybody's just trying to keep helping and helping. I work with the draw organization with NHRA. Uh, you know, and they always generate money when one of my people was hurt. They came and brought a check and gave them a check to help them in a hard time. And and uh, of course the pro organization and uh, the, the list just goes on and on. Well, that's great. That's wonderful. Now we got to. The gotta... Racers for Christ is one of our biggest out here. It's it just to watch what these people do week after week. Uh, you know, uh, Smiley and his wife, they're out here making sure everybody's safe and praying. That's why this sport's a family sport. But, so it's probably a fair statement to say that drag races is probably more of a family sport than any other form of racing then, more so than road yeah. racing and NASCAR? Oh, I love NASCAR and IndyCar, but I think what makes drag racing different is the, the people can come in the pits and be with you. Mm-hmm. NASCAR race, are there for a while, and I love NASCAR, don't get me wrong. I mean, they're our big brother, but they're up in the stands and watching the race all day. In drag racing... After a few rounds, you're back in the pits, getting autographs, getting pictures, and it goes on and on. That's true. That's true. You got a couple collector cars. Um, we got a couple of minutes left. Tell us about one yeah. of your favorite collector cars, real quick, so we don't miss that subject. I got a, a 1960 uh, Ford, Ford uh, 65 Ford Mustang red convertible uh-huh. uh, in my museum that I actually I, I, I bought for Ashley when she turned 16 at the Pomona Fairgrounds. But she wanted a Ford F-150 pickup. So I bought that Ford, and she's been in the museum ever since. I got a 1929 Ford Woody. I got a 1948 uh, a Ford Cabover pickup truck. I got a pretty nice museum. Oh, I got some other cars. I got Mustangs. I got the hot rods. But I got some Corvettes. I got a Dodge Viper, a Prowler. I kind of bought the hot rods that were coming back in the muscle area after the muscle era closed out and then... And then they'd start coming back here in the last 10 years after the big gas crunch. And uh, I got some pretty cool hot rods. Well, that's cool. Now, you got a website, and the name of the website is what? It's seanforceracing.com. And, uh, and by the way, if, if, if uh, you need tickets, uh, you can go to, it's, it's called Race, R-A-C-E, uh, P-P-I-R. Uh, that's... Um, uh, Palm Beach International Raceway dot com okay. and get tickets for the race coming up in January. Super. Well, I want to thank my special guest, John Force. John, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to Elon, your families, yeah. all your families, the Tascas. Uh, and uh, would you come on again sometime? Oh, I love it. You asked all the right questions. Okay. You give me fair time. I appreciate it. So we can tell our story. Super. And promote our sport. Sport. And uh, you know, my sponsors: Castro Ford, Mac Tool, Auto Club, Brand Source, Mac Tool, Traxxas. <laughs> I got to get those in. Okay, all right. Well, anyway, you take care. Everybody stay safe. Drive carefully. Love your family. Merry Christmas, everybody. Tune in next week for our New Year's show. Our special guest is, it's a big secret. To the other side.